0: Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Good morning, everybody. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max coming to you live from above the Heineken River Deck at Pier 17. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. My dude, Harry Douglas, in for Keyshawn Johnson today. What's going on, Harry? How you doing?
1: I'm doing well, fellas. Doing well. (laughs)
0: Learn today what a,
2: that. What up, Max? Am I not here? Huh?
0: You're not going to say good morning <laughs> but to me. you and me say. You and me am I chop it up. Piece? You and me you know chop me? it up all the time. Like, you know,
2: you just call right. me when it's relevant. Hey, like, you know, 1130. Hey, hey, Jay, what's going on? All right. Hold on. Hey, you know them basketball players. <laughs> Let me do that again. again. Hey, <laughs> you know, got you know, a little sensitive. little sensitive. Don't talk about that. Don't talk Hey. We have a wide receiver on this show. I know y'all get sensitive, too, now. Why? It's Jason Williams. How are you?
3: How are you today, the Jay?
2: government name. I'm good, man. I'm
3: good.
0: Uh, yeah, man. I- I'll tell you what. Uh, a wide receiver calling a basketball player sensitive. That's fascinating. <laughs>
1: That's so good. But are that- key Keyshawn. Just get me the damn ball.
0: So, okay. Everyone's doing well today, it seems. That's good. Uh, you know who's doing better than all of us? Who do you think is doing better than all of us? Dalvin Cook, (laughs) 205 yards on the ground (laughs) against the Steelers. That's not supposed to happen against the Steelers in any era, right? But the performance guys that stood out to me like eyeball test was Justin Jefferson. Yes. Because watching him, before you even look at the numbers, he had had seven catches, 79 yards, and a touchdown. But you start to think – is he the best wide out in football? Like, is he the – well, he hasn't proven it over this number. Uh, nah. You could have any wide out. Who do you want, right? Harry, you've played receiver in the NFL. Yep. What do you see when you watch Justin Jefferson?
1: Um, I see greatness. I see a guy that can route you up with, from just about every level. Um, he can run every route on the football field. He could beat you short. He could beat you intermediate. He could beat you deep. And, and a guy that's a, a technician when it comes to route running. Uh, a player who's not scared to go over the middle and make tough catches. Uh, We've seen last night. He probably would have had over 200 yards receiving last night if Kirk Cousins uh, didn't miss him on about three plays. Uh, that post route that he ran in, in, in the red zone, the way he set the DB up and gave him that little, uh, that little, uh, that mm. little rock step outside, mm-hmm. it was perfect. Now, Kirk Cousins, he got pressure, and if he had a little bit more time, it probably would have been more of a line drive throw, hit him right if in the chest. He was a chest. better quarterback, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> damn max well i mean kirk cousins is fine he's he's
0: he's solid but you but know they're better but, quarterbacks but the than that. throw
1: that that the, that the detroit lions made to beat uh the vikings that's the kind of throw it would have had to been right they hit a guy right in his chest as soon as he hit that cut boom on the line especially being down there in the red zone because everything is condensed when you get down there but then he missed him on a crosser um going across the football field and if he caught that football i don't think the safety would have caught him on that one right so that would have been another deep win. by the way who missed him again
0: the safety, yeah, no, no. Who missed him on the crosser? Oh, Kirk Cousins. Oh, okay, CJ. That's what I mean when I say there are better quarterbacks.
1: <laughs> like,
2: yeah, I, Kirk, I, well, Kirk. Justin did have a couple of drops last night too. Yeah, though. yeah, yeah. So I mean, but like be, no one ever. Let's be a little bit fair, Max. Before we start doubling down on <laughs> think, Kirk Cousins, am I, time. I Look being at unfair? You. I'm a receiver. I'm blaming a damn I quarterback. Jay, by the so way, so Jay, got a little, the Jay got a little here. edge in this segment. Tendency here every single day.
0: Look, let's be honest. Kirk Cousins. If you have Kirk Cousins, you have a starting quarterback in the NFL. You ain't got a franchise guy. You got a starting quarterback, which is a nice thing. Um, but if you have Justin Jefferson, you have a special yes. receiver. Am I, am I, is it fair to say that? Oh, Hi, 100%. I, Jay, I need to check in with Jay because he's the, he's no. the uh, fairness pleat. Well, just, just ask
1: the Philadelphia I, Eagles. They passed on him. Fa- is it fair to say oh, that? Okay. Just ask wow. the Eagles. They passed on him.
2: Yeah, for like – For Rieger. Oh, oh. <laughs> That's cold blooded. That seemed personal to you.
0: Unbelievable. Yeah. That- I want to know – Where he ranks to you, Harry. Mm -hmm. It's time for key... uh, No. Harry's real rankings.
2: Don't worry, Harry. We'll change the sound soon.
0: Harry's number five, five rankings right now. Go ahead, so
1: number five, I'm going to go with a route technician. I'm going to go with Keenan Allen, a guy who's been consistent in the NFL for a long time. <clears throat> Just recently said he don't care how, how, how hard Justin Herbert throws the football. Just throw me the football and I'm going to catch it. I love to hear that from guys like Keenan Allen. He's been doing it for a while. So I'm going to go with Keenan Allen at number five because he's consistent. I know if he's one-on-one with a corner or any defender, he is going to win that matchup. He's a guy that's going to bring it every week, every Sunday, Monday, Thursday, whenever the game is. They have games on Saturdays. Now, if it's Saturday, he's going to bring it then. So that's my number five.
0: Number four.
1: Number four. I'm going to go with the guy that a lot of DBs and secondary personnel people uh, are probably fear, Tyreek Hill, because he has speed on top of speed, world-class speed, a guy that's a big play waiting to happen. So I'm going to go with Tyreek Hill as my number four receiver. Number three. Number three, hey, a guy named Cooper Cup. I love his, his brain when it comes to football. And you've seen that recently when, uh, in an the interview. They came with a knicker fire zone. I know the back being away it's going to be three push. That's what I'm talking about. Understanding what the defense is doing because it allows you to play faster. I'm going to go with Cooper Cup. He's been a guy who's, who's done it consistently. I know Matthew Stafford trusted him. When Jared Goff was there, he trusted him. Sean McVay, he's basically another coach on the football field. So I'm going to go Cooper Cup at my number three spot. Number two. Number two. We just talked about him. That man from LSU, they just seemed to, to, to breed him down there in Baton Rouge. Justin Jefferson, a guy who can route you up. A guy that can do it at every level. A big play waiting to happen. You've seen the post route last night that Kirk Cousins missed him on. If that ball was thrown any better, it was a touchdown. But I'm going to go with Justin Jefferson at my number two. Number one. Number one, there's no secret. Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams. You can triple cover him. You can double cover him. Aaron Rodgers doesn't care. That's who he trusts. That's who he's going to. He's a guy that, that... I'll say the best route runner in the NFL. Him and, him and Kenan Allen, I think, are neck and neck. I think Devontae Adams is, is, is number one. Kenan Allen might be number two when it comes to route running ability. But the big plays in the most crucial moment, Devontae Adams is going to show up. Aaron Rodgers is looking for him. Even though the defense knows that he's looking for him, he still winds up, like you see on the screen right now, making the play. So, mm. Devontae Adams, that's my top five right now. In the NFL.
2: The only problem I have with it, and all five belong on the list for sure, but when I look at Cooper Cup and I sit there and say, okay, well, he's currently leading the NFL in every major receiving category. Yeah. 100 catches, 1,300-plus yards, 11 touchdowns, also has seven 100-yard receiving games, which tops the league and is a career high. Like, what he's doing, I hear what you're talking about as far as it relates to the football IQ and acumen, hearing him break down plays, like he's a surgical with it. Because it ain't he,
0: the 40 time.
2: It's definitely not. But it, it feels like even though he won't get it, he's in that MVP Offensive Player of the Year conversation. But is it because his name doesn't have the sexiness or the draw because of the quarterback he plays with as opposed to Devontae Adams? I know Justin Jefferson is kind of the same and make the same case. But
1: I feel like Cooper Cup might be number one this year. No. No. He's not number one. Why? Because I, I'll tell you this. Just say you're going off – Devontae Adams is a bigger, bigger receiver. Okay. Right? And, and if I need a play, not saying Cooper Cup is not going to make that play, but if 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 I'm putting every dollar to my name on the line and I got to pick a guy that I'm going to from that top five list, Devontae Adams is the guy I'm going to. Okay,
2: with. I'm just saying, as it relates to having the best season, though, I have all the guys on well, that having list. A great is season. he having the
1: best season? But you got to look at the Rams. Do the Rams run the football?
2: That's fair. Here, here's my, here's, here's what I he noticed as yeah. opposed to. Yeah.
1: yeah, not taking anything away from Cooper Cub. He's a great receiver, and he's tough. He's physical when he
2: has to be. But doesn't that make it more difficult if you're a one-dimensional team because everybody knows where you're going?
1: Well, I mean, like, you like, got hey, Matthew Stafford throwing the ball. You the like- yeah, Matthew Stafford throwing you the football, and before, when you had Robert Woods beside you, now it's more to your advantage if you're Cooper Cubs. Yeah, he's
0: been continuing to perform without Woods. Uh, that's something I want to hit on. Keenan Allen's your number five. Justin Herbert's throwing him the ball. A-plus quarterback. Tyree Kills, your number four. Patrick Mahomes is throwing him the ball, A quarterback. Yep. Cooper Cup has Stafford, high level quarterback. And then your number one, Devontae Adams, has Rodgers, high level quarterback. Justin Jefferson's your number two, Kirk Cousins is throwing him the ball. It's not the same. No. And yet he's two on your list. It tells you a lot. But let's talk about Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. Big game for the Packers this weekend. So how much do you think Harry Douglas? We're going to get to this. How much is Aaron Rodgers' future tied to Devontae Adams in Green Bay? He said, he has said, that the Packers have to get to the Super Bowl for Aaron Rodgers to stay, and then he's coming back. But is it that easy? This is the college football
2: playoff semifinal. alabama Cincinnati.
1: Is it that easy? Harry? I I will say... The Packers would have to make the Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, make it and win it though. Not just make it. Um, I say w- win the Super Bowl because Aaron Rodgers has no choice but to come back. Because you just can't, you, you just don't want to leave a team after winning the Super Bowl, right? If LeBron then would have won that. Or that LeBron championship to, in won Miami, it. He won in Cleveland, then left. They, yes, I'm saying but I'm saying, but if LeBron then would have won that championship in Miami, he wouldn't have left. Yeah, He's, I think I think LeBron might have still left. I don't think he would have left.
2: Just because I know he might have always wanted to go back home and do that for it's his an interesting. Ha, it's an interesting question because there are two – But you, yeah, but, but,
1: but, but you would have broke up a, a team that just won a championship. You don't leave until you don't win it. You see what I'm saying? I don't
0: know. There are two ways of looking at that. Like Kawhi Leonard won in Toronto, bounced. He he delivered and then bounced, although he didn't want to be in Toronto. He yeah, wanted, he wanted to, to be back home. But I think there are two ways to, of looking at it. One is the job is complete. Now I can move on. Right. The, and, and so it's easier maybe to leave when you win a championship. The other is, uh, we didn't quite get there. I need to get to somewhere where I can get the job done.
1: Well, another thing that's tied to this is Devontae Adams too now. Yes. If Devontae Adams doesn't get the money he wants, uh, I think that, that plays a lot into Aaron Rodgers' decision.
2: See, I, I look at it this way. I mean, do you remember back in the season – When obviously Aaron Rodgers, there's been so much because of the Pat McAfee show. By the way, congrats Pat McAfee on your deal. That's awesome. Congrats on this, brother. That's awesome. I was gonna say very quickly, um, as it relates to that, like when Brian Gudikins was having issues with Aaron Rodgers, and Aaron Rodgers referred to him as Jerry Krause, right, the Bulls GM that kind of disrupted everything with the Bulls. And then Devontae Adams reposted something on IG. It could be where those two are a package deal. They could be looking at something by saying, all right, what is left here in Green Bay? Or could we go somewhere else together that is in our best interest?
0: You drop Aaron Rodgers Adams on some team that <laughs> that's a quarterback. Ooh. One former Steeler says the Browns can't win the division. Cannot. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any.
3: Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. The podcast.
0: Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. We are uh, here with Harry Douglas sitting in for Keyshawn Johnson today. ESPN Radio, ESPN 2 Series, XM Channel 80, your smart speaker. Download the podcast. Four Downs is brought to you by Geico. Whether you rent or own, GEICO makes it easy to bundle home and car insurance. Go to GEICO.com today. First down. Ravens at Broncos. So, sorry, did I say Broncos? Browns, obviously. I got my mind on the Chiefs. Ravens at Browns. Cleveland is the
1: two-and-a-half-point favorite at home, Harry. Who do you like? I'm going to take Cleveland in this one. Uh, the simple fact, the first time around these these teams played, Cleveland didn't run the football effectively. I don't think that's going to be the case this time around. Um, not to mention the first time these two teams played as well, both quarterbacks played terribly. Uh, Lamar Jackson had four interceptions in that game. Uh, I think Miles Garrett, I think he's going to be on the hunt after, what, after seeing what T.J. Watt did uh, versus the Ravens a week ago. So I'm going I'm to take the Browns in this one.
2: Browns, two and a half points favorite. Point favorite at home coming off that bye week. I think that team is finally getting healthy, whereas I see the Baltimore Ravens going the opposite way. Talking to Marlon Humphrey last night, that injury. I mean, how many more injuries can this team sustain? We obviously expect the NBA 2K version of Lamar Jackson. The question is, can he keep sustaining this level of playoffs? he's been turning the ball over more, but I just see the Browns have the edge in this one.
1: Well, I'll say we've seen early in the year, and we talked about this earlier, right? Uh, Lamar Jackson having to be Superman, and you see the positive effects of it. But now it's a little yeah. You're seeing the negative effects of it, yeah. right? The weight on his shoulders have to do so much. So I, I just I just don't know. He he has to get help at some point, whether it's from his offensive line, skill position players, running backs. He can't do it all by himself. Even though he's that kind of talent, he needs the help. I think
0: Lamar does it. I think it's an ugly game, and mm. I think he figures out a way to get it done because I think in a close game, give me the team with Lamar Jackson. I think it's going to be close. And by the way, the odds have it as a field goal For the for the Browns at home, which means on a neutral field, maybe they like the Ravens a little more. That tells you know, like it's gonna be close. I like Lamar here. I think he's gonna start getting it straightened out. All right. Time for second down.
3: Second down.
0: Raiders at Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes does not have a touchdown in his last two games after throwing five touchdowns at the
1: Raiders in week ten. Who do you like? I'm gonna go with the Chiefs in this one. I'm gonna go with the Chiefs in this one. Um, the Raiders right now, I think in their last five games, they're one and one and five, one and five. And Derek Carr, when he's passed for 300 yards, they're six and zero. Oh. The times he don't, they're zero oh and six. But one of the things I love about this matchup is the back end of the Kansas City Chiefs with Fenton, and Sneed, uh, Ward, Thornhill. Those guys have really stepped up when they played mm-hmm. the Dallas Cowboys. They play great, tough, aggressive man coverage defense. I think that's been a difference, along with Chris Jones up front. Me- Mevin uh, Ingram, he's been a nice addition. So I'm going to go with the Kansas City Chiefs in this one. They started shaky this year, but they found their groove.
2: I'll go with KC, too. Um, look, their defense has gotten better. But the last time that the Raiders got into a shootout <laughs> – with Kansas City, that's not what you want to do. They got blown out, right? So this Kansas City offense has struggled a little bit over the last five games. The last time they scored over 35 points was against the Raiders. I think the same thing is going to happen.
0: I agree. And by the way, I think Derek Carr is about to go to – I know the, the, the Chiefs defense has been playing well. I see a shootout, and I think he's about to go to uh, – what are they? They're about to go to 5-1 and one or 6-1, and one, whatever it is, because he'll throw a bunch of touchdowns and still lose. Patrick Mahomes is going to go off one of these weeks. He went off against this team last time. Let's move it along third down we talked about it guys a lot cowboys at the washington football team harry douglas it is dallas who is the four point favorite on the road the over and under is 48 and the cowboys according to fpi have a
1: 63 percent chance to win but what about according to harry douglas i got the cowboys winning this one um i believe in Dak, even though those running backs are banged up and i think those are significant injuries to this football team Uh, and rushing the football. But I like the the offensive line of Dallas. Uh, On the flip side of it, the Washington football team, Payne and Allen, they're playing a great brand of football. But I just think, at the end of the day, I think the skill position players for the Dallas Cowboys are better than the Washington football team's defense.
2: I'm, I'm going to take the boys in this one. I, I think this is a. I think these last couple of games are huge for the Cowboys. Obviously, just getting healthy is a priority, but also, as of right now, number one seed Cardinals, right? Seeds two through four: Packers, Bucks, Cowboys. Mm. Like that's playing at home in round one, man. That, that's a. That's a. That's a big thing. If you're a Cowboys, you want to be at home.
0: Mike McCarthy and Dak Prescott, no excuses, man. First of all, you, you like you. You practically guaranteed that you're going to win, Mike McCarthy, and Dak backed him up as he should, but. You got two number one receivers on the team, and you got a good number three. You got two real good backs, even if one of them's banged up. Tyron Smith is back. Like, your line has been shored up. Parsons is a beast, and you got your returning other studs on defense. I think Washington wins the game. I think Ron Rivera and that defense, I think Heineke makes just enough plays, and maybe I'm saying it because I'm rooting for it, much as I hate Washington because I'm a Giants fan. I hate the Cowboys more. But I I got a feeling they're just red hot right now. I think they're going to win this game. All right. Let's move on. Fourth down. Bills at Bucks. Tampa's a a three-and-a-half-point favorite at Hmm. home. They have a 58% chance to win, according to – FPI, a lot of people looking at the Bills getting run over, run through by the Pats and think, well, the Bucks they can run the ball, right?
1: Leonard Fournette and all these guys, they're going to run. How do you see this game, Harry Douglas? I actually think this game is going to play out into the Buffalo Bills' favor, right? The zone coverage that the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers have been playing of late, they haven't been good doing it, right? You've seen the Atlanta Falcons actually uh, move the football on them. They was actually in Tampa Bay territory a lot. They just couldn't score touchdowns, and then there was only one for three in the red zone, so, I like the Bills in this one. Uh, don't let that game against the New England Patriots, like, Thank this you. screw a lot of things, okay? Right. The, the weather, the wind was blowing crazy. Right. The weather was crazy. This is a passing football team. You don't have to run the football against Tampa Bay Buccaneers because they're so stout up front. And that's one of the things I, think the, I thought the Falcons did on their first drive really, really well, is that they kept the ball on the perimeters away from those big guys inside. That's what the Buffalo Bills is going to do. They have the arsenal to do it. Josh Allen. I did not like the play calling in the red zone, though, mm-hmm. against the New England Patriots. If Josh Allen is your best runner, which is questionable in my eyes, why not utilize him in that game? Maybe the outcome may, might be a little different. Quarterback
0: yards are actually easier. They're more valuable usually yeah. than running back yards. They're, like, they're, they're higher leverage type yards, Jay.
2: Trust me, I want to believe in the Bills. <laughs> like, Harry, like I've been on the Bills from the beginning of the season. I love Josh Allen. I love Coach Sean McDermott. I like the way they play. Lack of a running game has always kind of concerned me to a degree. I know Josh Allen has to do so much in that category. But what I will say is their best win is against Kansas City when they were a mess. Yeah. Like, that's their best win. And that misled us in terms so, like, of little I, bit. So, yeah. like, I'm like, did I get too hyped up about this team? And especially going against Tom Brady, I, I just – I'm going to go with Tom Brady.
0: Yeah, one thing, though, and, and by the way, I say quarterback yards more valuable than – I mean on the ground. When the quarterback's picking up those yards on the ground, it's usually in big situations. Josh Allen's a big, strong kid. I would not read too much into the buck, the the Bills getting run over. Though it was forty uh, mile an hour wins, nearly freezing conditions, strong running backs, like guys feel brittle. They're not trying to tackle that a fullback basically in those conditions. And then you go back before that, Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor ran all over everyone this year. If you take away the Patriots game, Bills are sixth against the run, sixth against the, the sixth best rushing defense. Like, ah, I, like, and, and then Tom Brady throws it all over the field anyway. Bucks are just going to throw it on him. They're going to throw it all over the field on him, I think. All right, much more on this game in five minutes with Rob Nikovich. Let's go to the bonus down. Bonus down. 49ers at Bengals. Oof, that's cool. Look, the Niners at the Bengals, that's a – that's a – that's a hell of a matchup. It's a must win for San Fran. It's a must win for San Fran, but it's
1: kind of also a must win for the Bengals, Harry. I, I wouldn't disagree there, um, especially looking at this division. And then you have the division matchup between the Browns and the Ravens this weekend. So the Cincinnati Bengals, if they want everybody to know that they're for real, they win this football game. So I'm going to go with Joe Burrow because I trust him more so than I do. You're a guy, Max. Jimmy G. Yep. You know how well Jimmy G has been playing recently? By the
2: way, uh since week 8, QB with the highest passing grade?
0: Highest passing grade since week 8?
2: Week 8, Jimmy G. I don't Jimmy care. Jimmy G number 1. I number
0: don't care.
1: One. I'm going I'm going with Joe Burrow.
0: I like Joe Burrow better than Jimmy G. Yes. But Jimmy G is a badly underrated quarterback. I'm just saying he's an underrated quarterback and San Francisco by and large has been playing much better. It is that's really is that's a, that, that might be an, like on the low my favorite game. Yeah. On the slate. All right. Uh, Keyshawn, J. Will and Max, ESPN Radio, ESPN2, SiriusXM XM, Channel 80. your smart speakers. Should the, should the Bucks steal the Patriots' game plan against the Bills? That's after sports. That kind of roster really does excel in these kind of conditions where it becomes totally unpredictable. You know the game's going to be played in a phone booth. Do you have the roster that can do that?
2: We made stops when we had to. They had one big run. I mean, they got good backs. They, uh, all right, um, they kept coming back to a couple of runs. I mean, I don't know how you want us to answer that question. Bill's
0: been doing this a long time, man. Look, Sean McDermott, he's been doing it too, and Sean has a very good football team. But tonight he got one up by the master. Does that surprise you? So, Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Max, Harry Douglas in for Key today. ESPN Radio, ESPN2, SiriusXM Channel 80, your smart speakers, the podcast. Patriots just ran all over the bills on Monday Night Football. And now they play the Bucks. Now, they have won. The Bills have won three games against Tom Brady. So that's the good news. The three bad games. news is they've three lost games. 32 <laughs> in that same span that they won the three 32 and three, Rob Ninkovich, nice. in, in that's their a bad, last 35 that's a bad meetings.
4: Right there. Oh, my on a God! Short week two going to Tampa eh, yeah
1: Look at right he coming here acting modest, like you wasn't a part of a lot of those. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow uh, <laughs> uh,
4: <laughs> hey, I wasn't on offense, so <laughs> I wish I was maybe man, maybe I would' have made more money if I was on offense with Tom Brady, but it's so all good. so a lot of people are just thinking, oh well, you
0: know, Jonathan Taylor ran over him. That's Jonathan Taylor. uh <laughs> Bill Belichick only called three pass plays. Josh McDaniels, three pass plays the entire game. They got, right?
4: I mean, the Patriots, uh, they kind of have a sneaky, crazy backfield with, with Harris and Stevenson. Mm-hmm. That rookie Stevenson yeah. is 250 pounds listed.
3: Yeah, he's a fullback. So he's
4: probably, no, but he's, no, but I'm got saying like it's, like it's like he's tackling a, big, a fast so, fullback. I, I mean, we used to play that when they had like Brandon Jacobs for the Giants, we played him. He was like listed at 265. Dude was 6'4, 270, just massive running back. So, the Patriots got a crazy backfield right but now. But does this mean not everyone has that backfield? No, They're not no. playing in,
0: in those kind of weather conditions. It's, the Bucs don't have Jonathan Taylor, you know, and although, you know, Fournette and these guys are good. does Should they the Bucs run the ball
4: or try to against the Bills? I would. I would try. And the best way, you know, Tom is very, very good at mixing in all those play-action passes to take his deep shots. So if you have that running game established – it makes it so much more difficult for the defense to defend the intermediate routes when you have to You have to respect the run. So I, I would assume that they're going to have to try and set up the run. Fournette's playing really well right now.
1: And I'll say this. The, the Bucs running the football, it, it'll be great. Yep. But the luxury that they do have, right, what a lot of teams have been trying to do of late is play a lot of too high versus Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But the luxury that they have is when you're playing too high, you need your slot receiver to be great. You mm-hmm. need the tight end to be great. Yep. Chris Godwin right now leads this team in receiving yards. And then you have Gronk, a guy you see the relationship him Gronk. and Brady has. So if a team does play cover two and the Bucs decide, okay, we don't want to run the football, they're still going to be okay because you have those two guys working in the middle of the football field to get open. Now, you play these guys man-to-man coverage, it's a wrap. Yeah. It's a wrap. And especially it's when you a... add Antonio Brown into the to the mix when he comes back. Man-beaters. If, if, you, if you play man-coverage against this team, you're just crazy. man You're not beaters. smart at all.
4: No, they're because they run all the pick routes and yeah. – Tom's smart enough to understand if you're in man, he he can really decipher what you're in quickly. And it's you know it's funny. I, I go back to my, I think it was my fifth year in the league, maybe fourth year in the league. Gronk was a rookie, so when Gronk was drafted, I'm covering him every day, like every day. We're trying on to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't cover him. A, I didn't cover him once. I had great coverage sometimes, but it didn't matter because of how good. Tom is at putting the ball in a place where you can't defend it. And Gronk is so big and he's got such long arms and his, his hands are so big, anything that comes his way. So now that he has 90 touchdowns and he's going to be in the Hall of Fame, I don't feel too bad about that. Do I don't feel bad about having a rookie beat me like every day in training camp.
2: You know, we, we always talk about the Bills' numbers defensively. And I said, hey, okay, that's, that's great. But like, their best win is against a Kansas City's team that was beat yeah, up. They're, yes. Like, do you believe that like, the Bills actually have the defense like pass rush that can actually get to Tom and put
4: pressure on him to not have time to throw the ball in the pocket no I think Buffalo is kind of trending in the wrong direction at the wrong time of the year early in the season we were talking about Buffalo and you know there was talks about Super Bowl yeah, and, and all those things me. and when you when you see kind of the issues you have to be able to stop the run and the Colts I mean really just exposed them when it came to the running game because they ran for four touchdowns I think But I want to ask you about yards.
0: that Nick like who are the Bills defensively it's, against the run, especially because they were great, and then yeah. they, Jonathan Taylor is going to run through a lot of teams. And that game in New England, I almost have to throw out, like, they're not going to face those conditions again, that that, that whole that thing. That almost would
4: be an easier, like, if, you, if I was a defensive coordinator and you're in that matchup, it's almost an easier game to call because you know what they're going to do. It, usually when you're – playing a team and they have they're, they're trying to establish the run, then they're trying to establish the play action. Then there there situations where they're plus 50, they're taking a shot or they're going to you know second down and long, you know it's get back on track. In that game that was all out the window. I would have said, all right, what's our biggest what's our biggest grouping that we have our biggest package? Let's get out there and hope that they try and pass the ball because the ball was falling so, apart past But that's past what I'm yards. asking. Who are the
0: – are they the top run defense that they looked like until recently? Are they terrible against the – who
4: are they? I would say that they're above average when it comes to like – you're not going to just completely say they're a terrible defense. That's not the case. They're a good defense. But the problem is in the games where they had to stop the run, they weren't able to stop the run. And I think that that as a defender, I can tell you firsthand – when you know that they're gonna run, and they run on you, it's a very frustrating situation, and you're looking at it like, "Yo, do your job." Okay, I'll do my job, and we you can't do it. And I've been I've been in that situation, and it's
1: tough because you don't have the answers. You're like, well, "What do we do?" Well, well, you look at the Patriots' offensive line; they were literally uh, the example of moving a man from point A to point B against their will, right? And I and I thought I thought that's a reflection psh- of the league, though. The yeah. league is getting softer
4: when it comes to the techniques of stopping the run, tech technical on how to use your hands and and hitting people. And, you know, 10 years ago when I got in the league, inside linebackers were like 250 and they were big, strong dudes running downhill. Mm -hmm. Now they're 235 and they run side to side. What's funny though? And they Olay people and they don't take people on. We were taught to when the fullback's coming at you, I'm hitting my inside eye and your outside eye and I'm trying to pop I'm trying to hit you full, thick. To to your to
1: your point right now that, that you're mentioning, uh Milano, I, yes. I, I I thought I thought they made the adjustment too late. Him Yeah, and sh- him, him shooting sh- the gap. Yes. Yeah, shooting they the should have made that adjustment earlier in the game. Yes. If not. not f me? what quarter, do you mean what do you mean? What are you talking about? Well, versus just sitting back waiting. I grew up in an era where linebackers weren't really taught to sit back and no, wait for run things. you run through. Yeah, you so run through. You're talking to run through
4: like on a zone stretch or like an outside run. It's all usually offensively what they're trying to do is once they hit the numbers, they're trying to hit the numbers and find a gap. And okay. along the way, you have your A, B, C gap. And as they get stretched out, your linebackers are trying to press. Your outside, your outside linebacker, DNs, trying to set the edge. Your tackle, your backside tackle, your backside end, they're all trying to run together with the offensive line. And the offensive line is just trying to separate one gap. And the back's mm. responsibility is to find it, stick Hit his it. foot in the ground, and go north and south. Mm. And usually there's always a little bit of space there. The good linebackers can kind of sense that, and they find it. And instead of washing with the group, they just shoot the gap. And then the back has nowhere to go. Yeah. It's interesting that like, linebackers evolve smaller because the
0: fullback was basically done away with. And now some teams have running backs the size of fullbacks, and now you're up against smaller linebackers. Uh, I I before we – let me let me put it like this. The Bills, once upon a time, had to worry about Brady and Belichick, right? It's got to be a nightmare because now they have to worry about Brady and Belichick. <laughs> Belichick. <laughs> it's like, wait a minute, we
4: just played Belichick,
0: and now we have to play Brady? We what used to get that words. over with in one
4: game. Hey. Who wins the game, Nick? I think the Bucks have the upper hand because of the Bills having a short week, coming off a tough loss. they got to travel down to Tampa. That's a hard situation to be in. You're kind of used to playing in cold weather right now, and you go down to – every time we'd go down to Florida, I'd take my straps and I'd be like, I can't breathe. I can't breathe because it's just the humidity, and you can't practice in the humidity, especially when you're up north. Um, we used to go in the bubble, and they'd put the heat on and do all that stuff. But that's dry heat. You yes, down, different. When you get down to Florida, that's got mm-hmm. even if it's 70 degrees, but it has a little bit of moisture in the air. It's still you still feel dry it a little heat little is bit. so much easier. So so to roll eyes and I'm pumping before yeah. the
1: game at halftime. My, Gator my lights first everything.
4: Training camp in the NFL was in Jackson, Mississippi, (laughs) Millsaps College, (laughs) Jackson, Mississippi. So the the Saints, when Sean Payton came in there, was like, we're going to establish toughness. And I've I've been with the Parcells. Every single coach that I've been with in the NFL has all been disciples of, of Bill Parcells. So I can guarantee you that was the hottest, the most miserable. And when we got there, the fields that they had tried to make nice were uneven, and they were like at a slant. So we practiced every single day, two-a-days, on turf in Jackson, Mississippi. Brother, It listen, was the, crazy hot.
0: Me- meantime, the Bills used to have to play Brady and Belichick twice a year. Now they have to play him three oh. times. Twice Belichick For sure. and once Wait, wait till Brady. the post-game <laughs> interview
4: with McDermott now.
0: <laughs> That's Rob Ninkovich giving you the straight talk. Brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. The Patriots turn Monday night football into a ground world unlike I've ever seen in my lifetime watching the NFL. This Monday night, we're looking at a shootout between two of the NFL's best quarterbacks, but which one is better?
3: Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority.
1: For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast.
0: Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Harry Douglas in for key today. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. We'll have Rob Domofsky on the Goodyear hotline. So Monday night football this week, y'all, Cardinals-Rams rematch. Remember, Arizona went to L.A., beat them up pretty good at a time when both those teams were powerhouse. Like, the Rams were looking good, and Arizona had their way with them. And in fact, you know, Jay, you said earlier that the Bills, they had that win against the Chiefs, and that's why you start thinking, oh, look at that, and now in retro, the Chiefs didn't have it together. The Cardinals probably, with that win against the Rams, that was probably the game where I was like, oh, that even still in my mind, I'm like, the Cardinals are really good, but they beat the hell out of the Rams, you know, on the road. But the rematch is a rematch also of top quarterbacks. Kyler Murray and Matt Stafford, two former number one overall picks. And Kyler's having the better year right now, right? Right? I mean, he's completing 73% of his passes, and Louis Riddick had a tweet about the average yards per attempt being like some historically amazing number to go with a 73% completion. It's nuts. Well, So everyone knows, especially Stafford, has not looked great recently that Kyler's having the better year, except maybe not everyone thinks that. Listen to my nemesis, Dan Orlovsky. Of course, ESPN football analyst extraordinaire. Talk about this matchup.
4: I'll never turn my back. I'd rather be wrong. Right. But I want the guy that's 13th, 13th. Mm-hmm. I'll say it again, 13th all-time mm-hmm. in yards. Mm-hmm. Kyler Murray ain't that. Mm-hmm. I want the guy who's 12th all-time in touchdowns, Matthew Stafford. I want the dude that's fourth right now in fourth-quarter comebacks, eighth all-time, all-time in the history of the NFL. Kyler Murray's awesome. He's going to be a superstar for a long time. And he's having a nice season. Matthew Stafford's having a better season. He's having a better season. Matthew Stafford, you just said, is second in the league when it comes to That's touchdowns. Give me Matthew Stafford. Of-
0: first of all, Dan Orlovsky, who, by the way, is so good breaking down football. I've learned a lot watching Dan Orlovsky's hmm. video breakdowns. I know, Harry Douglas, you break down video just, you know, first thing in the morning every day. But for the rest of us to have Dan O breaking, breaking it down is, is great. But he is wrong on so many levels here. (laughs) Like, how many things do you want to be wrong about? First of all, Stafford, because he's a compiler of stats over a long period of time, you'd rather have him just because he's already compiled those stats than someone who's putting up numbers as good as he's ever put up at his peak right now. Secondly, he's better than – he's having a better year. You know who's leading the league in QBR right now? It ain't Matthew Stafford. It's Justin Herbert. But, like – Kyler Murray has been amazing. What, what is that?
1: Could you give me some insight into, into this? Is it possible to make this argument? Uh, not on my end. Uh, I'm going with Kyler Murray, uh, Murray. And I understand Matthew Stafford has been good uh, on a bad team his entire career. Listen, I don't care about those numbers. Uh, what have you done for me lately? And one of the things I do realize when it, when it has come to Matthew Stafford in the biggest games so far that they had to play this year, he hasn't been that guy they needed him to be. Kyler Murray in the biggest games that they, they played this year, he's been that guy, right? And not just doing it with his arm, but doing it with his legs. And That's the thing, Harry. He's a dual, threat he's a Stafford, dual threat guy. Stafford, Harry, exactly.
0: Jay, I would not say Stafford's th- look, look, running. There's no comparison. I no. wouldn't say Stafford's throwing it better than Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray is throwing
2: dimes. You think Stafford's throwing it better than Kyler Murray this year, Jay? No, but I I go back to what you said, Harry. The dual threat aspect of it is what makes it so dangerous. I mean, five touchdowns on 200-plus rushing yards, I mean, that's, for a quarterback, that's what adds another dimension to him. And isn't it funny, though, because at the beginning of the year, there's so much talk around the air rate system, and now James Conner's punishing the ball. Now you add that element to the table, and you're like, you're giving him another weapon? You're giving him another weapon, actually a, a ground weapon that is consistent? Just the whole package of it together. Kyler Murray is in the MVP conversation. To,
0: to be fair, I've had Kyler Murray at various points this season. I've had both these guys as my MVP. Stafford for like one week, Kyler Murray probably for two. And, and their QBRs are neck and neck. Uh, Stafford is like, but there, it's a virtual tie. Stafford's 65.8, Kyler 65
2: points. But Max, if Kyler Murray doesn't miss three games, by the way, they go that two and one in three point. games. By the way, he probably is ahead of Tom Brady right That's now in the MVP race. I agree. Matthew Stafford is not.
1: He missed three games. and If, he, if, he, if yeah. he had missed those three games, his numbers would be even that more remarkable.
0: If he had played those three games. The reason I don't have Kyler Murray as my MVP right now is because Tom Brady's played every game and he has not. That's why. Right? And Aaron Rodgers was not, not ready for week one it's and he missed legit. another game. Right. You
1: you but but, but like
0: that. on a game for game basis, the best player this year in the NFL on a game for game basis is either Aaron Rodgers or Kyler Murray. Right? Like, who's been better? Like, Kyler's there with Aaron. He's playing like Aaron Rodgers. Stafford's not – Stafford fourth-quarter comebacks, you know what that means? It means you're always behind in the game. Now, I get it. They're with the Detroit Lions. I get it. The Lions went winless the year before they drafted him, and the year he left, now they have one win. So even if he wasn't winning a lot, it was for a bad organization.
2: But just eyeball test everything, Kyler's been better. And, Harry, something to factor in about Matthew Stafford, that chronic back issue, man, Like that's something that has to worry you. About him It's something he's been dealing with, but especially you're hearing more rumors and reports about what he's dealing with now.
1: Yeah, and I give you, I throw another nugget on top of it. Kyler Murray being a smaller quarterback, for him to be doing what he's doing, is is, is top notch. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's a high level, man. For him to be that small, passing the football effectively like that. How about, that, try this awesome.
0: one? What if Lamar got more consistent with his passing, Kyler Murray? Right, like the guy that we want Lamar to be, and I think actually, to be fair, I think Lamar's peak so far has been higher than Kyler's peak. Like Lamar in his best games this year, oh my God, no one can do that. But Kyler Murray consistently hits his man. It's ridiculous consistency. Mm -hmm. Two Two teams play this weekend. We're left to wonder: what if the quarterback matchup was flipped? That's next. ESPN Radio.